How do you discover and scale good ideas? Welcome back to the show. This is B is for Business, where I, your host, John Jicky Bison, sit down with entrepreneurs, founders, and inventors, those who shape our culture and industries. Thank you for listening. I want to let you know that there's a new way to receive the podcast each week. You can now subscribe to the B is for Business newsletter, which brings the weekly episode right to your inbox alongside interesting and relevant news and other ways to engage with the podcast. To receive the weekly newsletter, just click the link in the description and hit subscribe. I welcome a very special guest to the show today, James O'Reilly. After his graduation from university, James recognized the value in his humanities education and wanted to continue an exploration of philosophy and history and much more. James started The Broken Binnacle, a publication which shares articles, creative writing, and poetry, while also fostering a community which discusses and furthers exploration into the humanities. While not growing The Broken Binnacle or helping D.C.-based nonprofits, James is building a bartending business with his brother called Scene Double Bartending. It's a great episode, ladies and gentlemen. Sit back and enjoy. You make this rather snappy, won't you? I have some very heavy thinking to do before 10 o'clock. Well, we have a very special guest today, and we're in studio, in person. I'm here with James O'Reilly, the founder of The Broken Binnacle. Welcome, James. Thanks, John. Good to have you. Or good to be here, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm used to um, being on other groups with you where I'm leading, so. <laughs> That's right. So James is the founder of The Broken Binnacle, and The Broken Binnacle has a podcast of itself, which James is used to hosting. Uh, so, James, what was the inspiration for starting the Broken Binnacle? It was post college undergrad. Um, some of the mis- the uh, the listeners might know that you and I went to school together, Chris and him. And I guess it was this need to continue what I've been doing, what we had all been doing, kind of that, that education, that formation through school, studying humanities, and feeling this need to keep that alive. So it started with writing, wanting to write. And so I, I got onto Substack and I hadn't even really done any sort of like experimenting with any other blogs or writing platforms, but I knew of Substack just through newsletters. So I came across that and it, it seemed like a, a good platform to start with. So I started writing, but I wanted a community built around that too. So I uh, pulled on a bunch of guys with me to, to do that. And, uh, John, you were one of them. And then um, five other guys uh, who we all went to school with together, same class. Um, the inspiration, yeah, was to, to keep doing what we had been given, uh, not to let it die, but also to inspire other people to get engaged, um, to be a platform for people to learn about things like philosophy, culture, the humanities. I mean, we had all been studying history, theology, things like that. Um, and you just don't have a lot of young guys like that who are interested in this stuff. So the inspiration was kind of just a confluence of things wanting to just improve myself, but also build community around that too. When I hear the broken binnacle, I first thought of the Tintin cartoons, um, where captain says thousands of blistering barnacles. Right. Um, and there might be some readers out there still wondering what binnacle means. 
and of course we're the broken binnacle. Uh, so what's what's the meaning behind the name? That came out of um, kind of a brainstorming session that we had early on with the uh, with the group, trying to think of a name and how we would brand ourselves. Um, and the only thing we took away from that was we wanted to be something that was synonymous with broken, fragmented. Um, and it was after we had met, we hadn't decided on anything. And I was just on my own, and I uh, I was searching nautical terms because that was a theme we wanted to uh, we wanted to express and. Um, brand ourselves as kind of this adventurous going out to sea, going out to port. Again, just the sense of adventure. So I was looking at nautical terms and I was literally just going through a list on Wikipedia of nautical terms from A to B. And I had broken my head. So I was going through the B's and binnacle came up and I had no idea what it was. So I uh, I looked it up and it all kind of just clicked. I was like, that's, that's perfect. So binnacle is on ships. They have, at least older ships, they used to have these boxes up by the, uh, the wheel, which contained the compass and a light for you to see the compass at night. Uh, so the whole meaning symbolism behind it is that we as Christians, Catholics specifically, um, we believe in the light of faith and having that moral compass, even in the darkness, but we ourselves are broken. We are the broken binnacle, but we contain that faith, that direction within us. Yeah, I think it's it's really a stroke of genius to come on a name like that. Um, I've really fallen in love with it over the last few months, and I think it's become a great symbol of what we're trying to share as the broken binnacle and what you've led us on this on this journey out to sea. I'd actually, uh, so I've only had one person who knew what a binnacle was, is <laughs> uh, my uncle, I don't know. Have you had anyone who who knew what it was before you had to explain? Um, not. I don't think uh, so. But um, maybe some people knew it and didn't ask. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a way to teach people something right in a name, which right. is awesome. So you're on. You started this Substack, and you're growing a readership base, and it's a community for people to engage the articles that are put out through comments. Um, we've also created a good Instagram following, uh, sharing poems, sharing scripture passages, um, sharing quotes from other writers. And I think that's that's been a great way to engage the community as well. What would you say uh, the biggest difficulty to attaining growth so far has been? This is something we, um, we were trying to focus on in the first year, which was just being consistent about actually getting posts out and creating something for people to be drawn to, but then the struggle of actually finding the audience and making yourself known out there is always going to be a struggle for anyone. But when our work is based primarily on things that are just online, it's harder to actually, it can be hard to market that because the the product seems a little more up in the air. Like it, it's hard to sell that product. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the biggest difficulty in achieving that growth has been getting people to, I guess, care um, about why, why should you be reading this stuff? It's a bunch of young guys. None of us are experts in anything. So I, th I think a big difficulty has been trying to share with people why it would be good for them to, to get engaged with this stuff, not just because they should listen to what we say, but, um, because we want to be a bridge to something bigger for them. So yeah, I would say, uh, right now it's, it's focusing on the inward and creating that good content, but at this point finding the, uh, the right audience. Yeah, I think in a product um, like a Substack, like podcasting, really any creative medium, it's it itself is a product, but also we are acting as uh, transmitters, I guess is a way to say it, um, of bringing 
like you said, a bridge um, from from the consumer uh, to to what we are providing, but also to something greater than that. And I think that is a really difficult thing to communicate. And especially with writing, you need to engage uh, the consumer a little bit longer than uh, maybe a typical product. Well, it's, it's not something people need either. So it's how do you, like in marketing or trying to sell anything, usually you create some sort of need, even if they don't have a need for it. So with this product, which is writing, um, whether it's a philosophical, theological, cultural piece, whether it's a poem, people don't, I think, I mean, I ultimately think humans, there is a need for them to have that. But in the everyday life, when you're just working throughout the week, it's not like you need it, like you need food or a new roof or to change your tires. Mm-hmm. Um, to a lot of people, it's kind of just an extra nice little thing, but selling them on getting engaged with the stuff is right definitely a struggle and you mentioned there that there is a need in a way for for people to engage with and and have content like this have good stories have have good articles be bridged to theology and philosophy see the connections between history and the modern day and so i think this ties into my next question of what's worked well uh, in terms of achieving growth um i think Whenever, I mean, I run social media pages for it and it's not like I'm creating incredible content on that because it's just stuff I'm creating with my phone and Canva. But when I am actually consistently getting stuff out there so that even in the social media world, when I'm creating more traffic, it's going to draw people to the Instagram page, which hopefully leads them to the Substack because the Substack is the ultimate thing right now. It's the writing. It's the uh, more long form. But it has worked well when, at least when I've been disciplined about posting on LinkedIn, sharing it on Instagram, and just getting that traffic for people to to come in. Also, even just, I think this is something we want to try to do in the next year. So this hasn't worked well because we haven't been working it, but um, trying to do more in-person events too, where people actually, again, that's something you can sell a lot more easily. Um, And that's something that I would hope would push growth as well, where people are coming to these events and then they get more of a sense. Because right now people... Even now they're asking me, what is the broken binnacle? There's kind of this confusion about it. And they love it when I explain it, but I think it's when we kind of sell who we are in a clear way while also doing that a lot helps. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a challenge for all businesses. One, in terms of keeping consistency, what most people would think of just quality of delivery is difficult on its own. And then clarifying brand, clarifying what you provide. I mean, that's something that all businesses continue to struggle with. It's, and figuring those things out is the major catalyst for growth. And so you mentioned that in-person events will be part of the future uh, going forward for the Broken Binnacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other parts of the vision for the Broken Binnacle have you laid out so far? There are certain points where I'm like, we're not trying to be a, a first things. I think this is more of a stepping stone towards bigger things. It started with the writing, but I think my vision for the Broken Binnacle in the future is actually more of a, a community of young Catholics who are coming together and not just talking about these things, but living them as well. We even have, we've done two events now called Bourbon with the Binnacle. They're just guys events. So it's it's been limited. Again, all of us on the Broken Binnacle, the six writers, we're all guys. So we have that special ministry towards men, but having those events where it's, that's kind of running and leading the charge. And even if this became bigger where we have 50 to 60 people who are part of the Broken Binnacle and they're leading these different groups where they're leading something that's cultural, artistic, whether it's like poetry nights, just creating pockets where people are actually intentionally trying to develop and live out these things. 
the writing is supposed to inspire that. And that's kind of the heart of it right now. But I think my vision would be a community of young Catholics who want to live out this way of life that is just the abundance of the Catholic life and all that it has to offer in terms of culture, um, but also understanding who we are and what that looks like. There's a publication called The Daily Wire, and they're more known for kind of like news, I would say. At least that's what they're primarily known for. But they have a vision of not just sort of writing about and responding to culture about uh, current events, uh, but they also want to be creating culture. And they've started to dive into the realms of movie creation and TV show creation and started being more of a publishing shop for books. And so I think you know, that probably correlates a little bit with your vision um, for not just putting things out there, but also creating a culture with those writings, with the poems you share, with episodes, really building the community around it and expanding, expanding the conversation just beyond, you know, our, our microcosm right now. Yeah. I would say one thing about Daily Wire that we try not to do is they are intentionally engaging in the culture wars. And that's fine. It's not something I want to get into with the broken binnacle. It, it might be the kind of thing once you get bigger, it becomes inevitable to a certain degree. But um, for me, it's more about combating evil, not through trying to defeat evil, but by building something good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a two front battle because you have to be, I mean, you have to have soldiers on the line. The Shire doesn't just exist because <laughs> of that. Like as an analogy, like I always like to think of that too. And in thinking about it, where we try to create something beautiful and there, there are people who actually have to be in that space to fight on the front lines, but the Broken Binnacle is kind of trying to build something true, good, and beautiful while not playing the culture war game. Let it have its own attraction, let people be drawn to it, but not get pulled into the melee of the culture battles, because um, I think that can just detract from, in our case, our mission, which is to have the space to build that culture and talk about these things. Because once you get into the culture wars, it becomes just a matter of defense and retaliation and response as opposed to just cultivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh... You have to build the good to be able to defend the good. Mm-hmm. And so I think the Broken Binnacle is engaging in the space of trying to build the good, not necessarily just trying to defend the good that's already out there. Mm-hmm. You are involved in several nonprofits and helping grow those nonprofits and share the message and mission of those nonprofits. Do you think there's been an overlay in your experience of growing those nonprofits with growing the Broken Binnacle? Yeah, definitely. A lot of the work I've done for nonprofits has been stuff even involving communications. Um, that's not what I do, but I mean, when you're in the nonprofit space, you just have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely allowed me to develop that that flexibility to do a lot of different things, even when it comes to things like social media, um, creating that content. I've learned a lot of things through nonprofit work through that, um, but also the networking just being in DC, that's where my work is based, um, going to events and meeting people. And you you go to these events that can be inspiring because they might be doing something that's surrounding and uh, focused on building culture too. Um, I recently went to an event by the Russell Kirk Center in DC on the uh, pretty much the life and thought of Russell Kirk himself. And he's someone too that we can learn from, at least in terms of understanding who we are as Catholics in this time and place of history. But then you also just meet people there. And that's that's been helpful too, even in building out our network where people are interested in this stuff too. And it's something you can build those relationships. Yeah. So you're involved in the nonprofit space, you're building the Broken Binnacle, and you're also involved in, a, in another business venture. And this one might mm-hmm. quite possibly be the funnest, a company called Seeing Double Bartending. 
uh, named fittingly for you and your twin brother, uh, Joseph, who are bartenders together uh, in that venture. So do you want to share a little bit about that venture, how that's gone, how you guys are working to build that and carve out a niche in the Northern Virginia, D.C. event uh, scene? Yeah, that started because Joe and I, um, Joe is also part of the Broken Medical. So it's great that um, him and I, as twin brothers, have the opportunity to to grow and um, work together on these things. But uh, the bartending started while we were in school, I think even end of high school, but definitely most of the time it was when we were in college, just working in the hospitality space, service space, just working as servers during the weekends for wedding events. And sometimes they would need bartenders and that would be something that the the group would supply. So Joe and I, it, it became a thing where one or two of us would hop behind the bar and be something really simple and just like two mixed drinks and beer and wine. But then people would see us there who we, who knew us and they, they loved it and they'd be like, hey, we're having a, a wedding out in Front Royal at some farm. Um, do you guys want to come and serve? And I mean, it's, it's nothing complicated. Like a lot of Christian students do that type of stuff. But it got to the point where Joe and I were just getting a lot of people asking us and we were enjoying it. We still enjoy it. And we decided, hey, let's uh let's turn this into something. Let's actually build something around this. So we started seeing double bartending as of the beginning of this year officially. And that kind of came out of the same place as the broken binnacle, that sense of culture and hospitality. Well, not the hospitality part, but the culture part where our love of serving people just came from even just our family life because our family was mm-hmm. always enjoying a good gin and tonic um, <laughs> or a Moscow mule during the summer. But it was around that that we could build community and just enjoy something good. So Joe and I have taken that into our work with the broken binnacle and kind of brought that joy of service and hospitality. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's it's mainly been word of mouth, but we would love to break more into the Northern Virginia space. First of all, for just money's sake, it is a business venture as opposed to the broken binnacle. So the goal in this coming year is to start to get those, those leads and those connections, start to build our name for ourselves. But it kind of sells itself in many ways to just the branding because seeing double we're twins people love that most people have reached out to us already love us before we even <laughs> have to serve them um right and with each event like a wedding can be up to 300 people right so you're getting face to face with 300 clients uh, prospective clients in a way with right. each event which i think has really helped with with your growth so far yeah and, and we're at the point too where it's we don't have the we're not the same caliber in terms of quality and services as maybe some other bartenders. But I think we're at the point where having that kind of love of it and hospitality and being able to build those connections with people um, is huge. Um, because I mean, even just the people that I have met in this space, it's more of just a, a thing they they do and they enjoy it, but uh, they haven't really built something as unique as what Joe and I have, or where do you have the chance to be served by identical twins um, who hopefully are <laughs> hospitable and friendly and make good drinks. Yeah, and I think it it goes back to that stereotype of just wanting to like have your local bartender that's like a cheery guy who's going to have a conversation with you too and not just serve you up a drink, take the tip and be out of there. And there's a lot of ways to, even if what you're providing itself, you guys are providing bartending, there's a lot of other companies that do bartending. So what can you use to differentiate and just having a added level of hospitality, added level of jovialness and people can get a good chuckle of like even just the name seeing double and they right. see double in front of them and uh, that can sell itself, which is which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm not justifying not getting better and improving our quality and services, um, but it's just it's been great to see how even despite our lack of even just like we haven't been to bartending school, it's been very much kind of a grassroots way of learning. So we we've continued and are going to continue to grow and build out our our knowledge and 
our services. But right now, I think the heart of it is ultimately going to be right that that kind of uh, local feel again, where you have mm-hmm. these young twin bartenders who are bringing a hospitality and joy to it. There's a segment that I do in each episode called "Quote on a Quote," and this one goes really back to the heart of what you've created with the Broken Binnacle, which is sharing writing. The quote is by Rollo May in his book, The Courage to Create. The quote reads, Every authentic artist is engaged in this creating of the conscious of the race, even though he or she may be unaware of the fact. The artist is not a moralist by conscious intention, but is concerned only with hearing and expressing the vision within his or her own being. But out of the symbols the artist sees and creates, as Giotto created the forms of the Renaissance, there is later hewn the ethical structure of the society. I love that quote. Um, it's my first time hearing it, but I know that my brother Joe is actually reading that book right now. It's called The Courage to Create. Is that, mm-hmm. is that right? Yeah. I think that's that's spot on. Um, something in trying to create art, in our case, our art is mainly poetry and creative writing, but not to be moralistic and pedantic about it because people... I mean, it doesn't, it's not really art then it's, uh, it's dogmatism disguised as something pretty, but I think most humans have a, a sense for that and it, it turns them away. So you have to start from a place of just beauty. There's something about beauty too, that carries the mysterious force of truth. But if you just try to draw out the truth, then you do kind of reduce it down to a moralism. And that's where I am kind of an art for art's sake person. There's naturally going to be something coded into it um, that does compel you um, maybe on a moral or ethical level, but it starts from a place of beauty and just what it is to be human. And if, I mean, I believe that humans have this moral and ethical code within them, of course, fractured and broken. I mean, that's the whole idea behind the broken binnacle. We're broken, we're fractured, but starting from that place of beauty and not trying to contain it within some limited moral facade. Yeah, I think that captures it really well um, and really takes back to the the purpose of creating creative writing and poetry as the Broken Binnacle shares and how it can serve a greater purpose, uh, even though that purpose might not be what's encaptured in that in that first the first product. Mm hmm. So, James, it's been great hearing about all your ventures from the Broken Binnacle to helping nonprofits grow to seeing double bartending. If you would give advice to someone who has an idea for a business or an idea for a product, what would you say their first step should be? Of course, just speaking from my own experience, the things that I have started have been kind of looking around, not even looking around, it kind of just, it was, it was an intentional choice, but it was seeing the good things in my life and building off of those. In business, it's, it's a little different because you can actually, in a sense, kind of create a need out of thin air. It's not a thin air, but it's not. it might be something that's not really in your own life. It's a need that's in your own life. But with the bartending, Joe and I, that was, it started in a grassroots way where we were just bartending people's weddings um, kind of ad hoc. Um, and then with the, the Broken Binnacle, it was having done a lot of writing and kind of engaging with these ideas in school and wanting to keep that going. So I think looking around your life and seeing those creative forces, um, the things that do inspire or move you and trying to create something to contain them and to harness them and building around that. I think that's excellent advice. When when people are thinking of, of starting a new venture, it doesn't need to be a high in the sky idea. They can look around the community around them, either see the good that's already happening and build on that um, or perceive a need and, and work to fit that need. 
Well, James, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you coming on. Of course. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more about The Broken Binnacle, you can check out thebrokenbinnacle.substack.com. And if you'd like to learn more about Scene Double Bartending or book them for an event, go to scenedoublebar.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to and consider sharing this episode with a friend. You can connect with us on all social media at B is for Business Show on Instagram and B is for Business on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you'd like to get the episode delivered to your inbox each week alongside interesting and relevant news, consider subscribing using the link in the description. And as always, have a great Monday, everyone. Thanks for listening to B is for Business. Intro music is by The Revolution. Outro music is by Reveal. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. B is for Business is a trademark of Bison LLC. Remember to like, subscribe, and share B is for Business across all platforms. Thank you.